Welcome to the Starch Solution Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Healthy Emmy. I am a nutritionist and the creator of the Slim on Starch program. If you want to lose weight on a plant-based diet, listen to this podcast. Also, bonus points, go and watch all of my YouTube videos, Healthy Emmy on YouTube. But if you're really serious about this, go to healthyemmy.org, apply to work with me as well as a mindset coach and a nutrition coach, and let's do this thing. Now, on to the podcast. Number one, extreme calorie restriction, usually via calorie counting. We have the apps, we have the points, we have the trackers. We don't want to go above a certain amount of calories per day. So we choose foods based on their nutrition labels. We want to choose the ones that have the lower amount of calories so that we don't go over that calorie budget and we lose weight. Not so fast. Not something that I would recommend for many reasons. First, People tend to eat very small amounts of food when they are restricting their calories and tracking their calories, as opposed to the method that I choose, which is to eat abundant amounts of food, real whole natural foods and listen to their hunger fullness cues. People that are counting calories will eat teeny tiny portions to make sure that they don't go over their calorie budget. They're way under eating 1200 calories. That's actually as much as a three-year-old toddler needs. So they're under eating tremendously. And then they get to the point where they are so, so hungry that they end up overeating or they go on a binge. And it's not because they lack willpower. It is because their body is starving. And all it knows to do is to rev up that hunger drive, send you cravings and try to keep you alive. Your poor body thinks that it's starving because it's not getting adequate food and so you turn to a binge there is nothing wrong with you you are not a failure your body is just trying to keep you alive so that's one thing that I see happen is that it paves the way for overeating another thing is that the relationship with food becomes very transactional when I believe that our relationship with food should be very intuitive and natural and not take too much logical thought but instead should be more of a biological process this would be the equivalent to if you were allocating the number of times you could go use the restroom every day. That would feel a little bit odd, wouldn't it? No, using the restroom is more natural. You just don't really think about it. This is the way that it should be with food. I also will say that it causes you to neglect your hunger fullness cues. When you're truly hungry, you will deny yourself food. And if you're not hungry, but you still have calories left, you'll end up eating more just because you have those calories left. So it really builds distrust with your body and its ability to send you proper hunger fullness cues for when it needs fuel and when it doesn't. What I recommend instead is listening to our hunger fullness cues and not prescribing a certain calorie limit to ourselves. Our bodies are so wise. They have a wisdom that we will never be able to comprehend. It's magical our body's ability to properly communicate with us when it needs fuel and when it's had enough. But here's the key. You have to make sure that you are eating whole, real plant foods in order for the body to adequately and accurately communicate with us when it needs food and when it's had enough. If we're eating processed foods, then we can't rely on our body's hunger fullness cues because that tends to hijack our body's hunger fullness cues. Intermittent fasting. I know, I know a lot of people love it, but let me tell you why I'm not a fan of it. What tends to happen is people will restrict their food intake to a certain amount of hours every day. And if they're outside of those hours, no eating. 
Now, this tends to work in the beginning because people are eating less food at the beginning. So they'll say, oh, I'm only going to eat between the hours of 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. And normally they would get up and eat something, but they don't. So they skip out on that meal and they only end up having two meals. It works at the beginning, but then the body becomes wise and recognizes that, okay, we're only getting food between 11 and 6. So let's shut off the hunger cues between when I wake up till 11 a.m. and then let's rev them up once 11 a.m. hits. People end up overeating within their window because the body recognizes that it only gets fuel during that time. So it revs up your hunger during that window and you end up eating the same amount, if not more during that window than you would outside of the window. And usually I see the latter. Usually I see that people end up eating way more within their window than they would if they didn't restrict their window at all. Because the body actually becomes a bit concerned of the fact that it's not getting food regularly. And so it jacks up that hunger even more to prevent what it thinks will happen, which is a state of starvation. So your body is going to send you intense and increased hunger signals during your eating window, you'll end up eating much more. And outside of your eating window, you're not really hungry. So your hunger fullness cues are no longer aligned with your circadian rhythms with the natural flow of your body. And instead, your hunger fullness cues are now manipulated by this time restricted eating window and actually causing you to overeat. What do I recommend instead? Listening to your hunger fullness cues, of course. When your body sends you a hunger cue, you eat. When you're feeling satisfied, you stop. Now I know that you might not know how to read those hunger fullness cues or you might not be getting hunger fullness cues. If that is the case, then I highly recommend that you apply to work with me in the Slimon Starch program because this is a large focus of our work together. Number three, please don't do it. It is cheat days. Cheat days are where you are good for six days of the week or whatever you decide to be your schedule. And then one day of the week you go buck wild. I don't recommend this. Here's what tends to happen. People will massively under eat six days of the week. And then on day seven, they go bananas. And what ends up happening is they eat so many calories on that cheat day that if we look at the average intake of their calories over the course of the week, it ends up being more calories than if they just let themselves have that food during the week. So let's say that somebody doesn't want to eat cupcakes. All they think about during the week is cupcakes, cupcakes, cupcakes. They eat no calories. They're extremely restrictive during the week. Then Saturday comes, they are paying the employee's salary at the cupcake shop. They should have stock in Little Debbie because they are going crazy. And they eat so many cupcakes and so many calories on that one day that when we average out what their week looks like, they're eating way more calories and way more cupcakes than they would if they had one cupcake a day. So do I suggest that you allow yourself to have one cupcake a day? Actually, what I suggest is what we do in the Slim on Starch program, which is to build what we call your signature system and to recognize that there is a, there is a time and a place for cupcakes. What is that time and place for you? Is it on your birthday? Is it on holidays and celebrations or on a date night or on a special date? Let's incorporate it in that sense. 
but also let's make it so that you don't feel like you need to cheat on your diet. Let's have you fall in love with how you feel when you eat healthfully and eat enough so that you don't want to eat that food because you already feel so good. Numero cuatro, extreme exercise. This one is heartbreaking because it's very misleading and it breaks my heart when I see people honestly, but mistakenly believe that this is going to help them. So exercise doesn't burn as many calories as we think that it does. Look up Herman Ponser, the exercise paradox to learn more about this, how we cap out at a certain level for how many calories we burn. It, it only burns about 10 to 30% of our daily calories exercise. Most of our calories are burnt just through our resting metabolic rate and through non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So people think they get on the machine and it says that they burned a thousand calories. I burned 600 calories on the elliptical this morning. I'm so, so, so sorry. Please don't shoot the messenger. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you didn't. But somebody has to tell you this. So you didn't burn all those calories, but you think that you did. So what happens is you go and you get a 600 calorie dessert because you say, oh, well, I burned that off on the elliptical. So it all evens out. I can have this 600 calorie dessert or I can be really good and I can have a 400 calorie dessert and then I'm in a 200 calorie deficit still. I'm so sorry you are not. And this is what is keeping you stuck. So. Let's forget about that, calories in, calories out through exercise. And instead, let's find a mode of moving our bodies that we actually really truly enjoy. And let's look at exercise as a means of celebrating our health as opposed to punishing our bodies. Number five, skinny teas, detox teas. These are basically just laxatives. At any time, we have about five to 20 pounds of fecal matter in our bodies. That's a lot of, you know what? And so what happens when you drink these skinny teas is it just flushes all of that out of you and it makes you extremely dehydrated. So you could lose 10 to 20 pounds of water and stool and think, that you've lost fat, but you haven't. You're just dehydrated and you don't have as much stool in you. Not to mention, this is extremely dangerous. This level of dehydration and how it can affect your potassium levels, your electrolyte levels, it's extremely dangerous. It can lead to a heart attack if your electrolyte levels are out of balance. So not only is this not losing weight, but it's threatening to your life. It's, it's a, it's a life-threatening habit to fall into. So do not do this. Instead, drink water, drink tea, drink the good stuff. Don't, don't use laxatives. <laughs> For the last one, I meant to write down Octavia and I wrote down Octavia. <laughs> Octavia Spencer is a queen. We love her, we stand her, she gets a check. But what does not get a check is Octavia, which is a diet that all it is is calorie restriction. And if sometimes I think about when somebody asks me a question, I think about what would I say back to my parents if they asked me this question. If one of my parents was doing Octavia and eating 800 calories a day, my heart would be broken into a million pieces because I know how it would go. They would spend all of this money to eat 800 calories a day. And that, by the way, is not even as much food as a two-year-old needs. A two-year-old needs a thousand calories a day. And on Octavia, as a grown adult, you're eating 800. That ain't gonna work. Very, very dangerous. So the extreme calorie restriction, as I talked about earlier, 
is going to lead to overeating. So you end up overeating, you think you have no willpower, then you have to go back on Octavia because that worked. Well, of course it worked, you were starving yourself. It is not going to work in the long term, I promise you. There is no way that you're gonna be able to sustain that for the rest of your life. Instead, you need to eat a Slim on Starch diet. If you're willing to invest in a program and you're doing Octavia, do the Slim on Starch program instead because then you can eat an abundant amount of food keep it up for the rest of your life and you don't have to starve yourself. If you made it to this point of the video, comment abundance because that is the theme here when it comes to food and nourishing ourselves. And let me ask you a question to answer in the comments. What was the last vegetable you ate? Let me know in the comments. I love you honey and I'll see you in my next video.